Welcome to The Gen Z Journey, where we work with you through an entrepreneurial lens to build a wholesome perspective on life and build both our business and personal dreams together. Join our community on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Gen Z Journey. Hello and welcome to another Gen Z journey. You're joined again for a, for a chinwag. We've rebranded the discussions to chinwags. You're going to come here and have a proper chinwag with us. Um, and and the reason behind that is we want to we want to teach an old dog some new tricks. And our, our old dog here is Joe. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but uh, yeah, we we just changed the name. We wanted to make make it kind of the rebranding a little bit more fun. Um, and because these we have a lot of fun with these discussions, boys, don't we? To be honest, um, that's the reason why we wanted to change it and, and just to convey, yeah, that we're having fun. We're discussing interesting topics, um, but we are we are generally just having a lot of fun on these podcasts. So let's uh, let's get straight into things this week. Uh, the chinwags. We're still talking about uh, specific topics in the articles that we write each week. Um, obviously, the article gets released the day before on the Tuesday, and we release these po- podcasts on the Wednesday. Um, so definitely go and have a read of the article. Always, um, it's so informative. It's it's really great fun. Aaron again is the author of the uh, of the article this week. So that's nice and exciting. He always writes writes great articles i love reading them before this podcast and just picking out some questions and and really uh picking his brain on them uh, before we get into these discussions so yeah without further ado let's kind of get into the meat of the podcast um and the the, the standard first question we always have aaron is what was your intention uh, behind this article and and why did you want to write it See, that's a little bit harder this week because the idea actually came from Rio. <laughs> but uh, I would say my intention uh, behind writing this article uh, roots a little bit from the fact that I, I myself am starting my, my business right now. Uh, I, I have the Gen Z journey already, uh, which is currently developing, and we consistently see barriers uh, within our, our business. But some of these barriers that we're going to cover um, right now uh, are more based off of what I'm facing at this moment as I start to write this business plan and uh, really onboard my first few clients and uh, start to figure out what I'm doing. It's a very confusing and a really scary time, but also really exciting. Oh, absolutely. And I, something I forgot to say, I'm going to have to edit this in, but the, the topic for this week is um, the entrepreneurship barriers that a lot of people face. Um, and, and the reason why I loved that Aaron wrote this article and he wrote it from such a personal level as well is um, the fact that one, well, it has that relatability because you're going through some of those barriers right now. And that's like super cool that you're you're able to then share that with people. Um, and, and again, I think that just has so much relatability to individuals you know you're trying your best you you're seeing these barriers come up and, and you want to convey that to people to say, say that hey yeah there are difficulties you've got to get through but you'll get through them you know that was the overarching message that i saw in this article and i i love that and i think you know it's so true you've got to have that mindset um as an entrepreneur to to really push through i know joe is a huge advocate for this and i'll ask you more on that later joe but did you like the topic for this week i loved it Absolutely loved it. It's so resonated to our day-to-day and being an entrepreneur over 30 years and now reinventing myself through COVID-19. It just so we're on the same page. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. The the first kind of main question then um, is in the first part of the article. Um, oh yeah, the layout of the article is really cool as well. Aaron kind of lists out um, each 
different obstacle that he's faced and, and the barriers that he's come across um, and then he really just discusses them in depth which is for me lovely format nice and straightforward not too complicated so I love that and and the first point you discussed was finances in a business you know which is key to, to any business for survival or whatever but another um, uh, a, a, a mindset that I've come across towards money is abundance um, and this idea of, of abundance related to money so is, would you say that money in your business is, is very much related to this abundance mindset? Do you think it's you know believing that there's un, an unlim, unlimited supply and the harder you work and the, the more people you talk to, the more money will find you? Or what, how, what do you think about this concept? You know. Yeah, so I, I do believe that the abundance mind, uh, mindset plays a role, but at the same time, it doesn't. And uh, the reason I say this is because the abundance mindset does put you in these shoes with the idea like you said you have infinite money out there that you can capture and you just need to know how to capture it you know and it's not to say there's literally infinite money out there but you know market sizes and industry sizes are are so big out there unless you're uh, your apple or microsoft or something like that you're not going to be even getting close to uh to covering an entire market cap so um, that idea of that abundance mindset really helps you uh, be able to understand that there is customers out there that will buy your product or service if you can if you can actually sell it to them. But that's where where I kind of bring it to the no the abundance mindset doesn't really uh, play a role in your in your money for your business all the time. And the reason behind that is mainly because if you can't sell your product, if you don't have the, the skill set or you're not able to really uh, elevate or pitch what you're what you're selling uh, to both yourself and the people around you, you're not going to have uh, that infinite source of money because people aren't going to be willing to buy that product. And you need those customers, you need those consumers to be able to uh, continue to develop your business. Mm, yeah that's key it just came to me actually you know you can have abundance but you've got to be able to adapt and and you know be develop the skills needed to sell the product or, or whatever you're doing um in the industry that's uh yeah that's really key I, I loved your perspective on that actually um just discussing that and uh joe i'm sure you know that that's definitely true in it would you would you agree with aaron there oh absolutely and and uh what he's pointed out believe it or not people think that there's like only banks to go get money, you know, and which there isn't. Uh, and uh, both of you at such an early age, understanding this process and understanding uh, the abundance of what's out there is incredible because uh, in my journey, I still deal with uh, people and there's like, well, the bank said no and they stop. Mm. Wow. <laughs> But the the funny part about that is show that you know banks should actually be some of your your last people that you really reach out to, because if you think about it, you know banks are are mainly out there for themselves. They're out there to make that profit off of your money. They give you a loan, and knowing that you're gonna pay that money back with interest. Versus a lot of times, angel investors invest more in your personality and who you are. Uh, your values, what you're seeking to do, rather than necessarily the return they're going to get on their man, uh, their money. Their first, uh, their first concept of investing comes from who, uh, who you are, and if it, you match with them, and if you can create a relationship with them, and then from there they they kind of expect you to succeed, and they'll they'll fund you. You know, you might fail nine times, but if this angel investor or some other investor personally invests in you, 
they're more likely to come fund you again a second time, even if you fail the first time, because they, they have a relationship with you, not necessarily your business. You know, and that's a little key point. Think about it. If you can convince an investor, what do you think your clientele is? So you've already got a good story. So I think you're going to become a successful company, exactly what you said, if you've got a good story. You convince everybody along the way. I agree. <laughs> gold nugget. It is a gold nugget. And I, I feel as well that's something that um, me and Aaron, you know, we've, we've already recorded our guest podcast for this week. We normally do them about a week in advance. Um, and the, the lady we've got coming on this week, I won't give out names or anything yet because I'm excited to, to let you guys know who it is when we announce it on Thursday. Um, but she she spoke exactly about that and she taught us that actually that initial um, investment from, from anybody, whoever it is, whether it's friends, family, an angel investor, hopefully not the bank like we just discussed but you know whoever it is initially is like aaron said it's an it's not just an investment in or oh, i could get a return from this it's like okay hopefully we'll get a return but i'm investing in you because i see potential in your character and what you can bring to this business and what you can create from it um and uh and, and it's a it's a character boost as well someone going yeah i'm gonna put down a lot of money to try and start your business that's that's a huge kind of confidence boost for yourself as someone believes in my idea other than myself and they're willing to put their money where their mouth is and and do that so definitely well a, a huge de- yeah, very well put um <laughs> definitely i i uh, i really see you on that aaron and then the uh next point i wanted to talk about was strategy now i'm i'm start over the past few weeks i have to be honest i've started to fall in love with with the idea of strategy and vision and how you convey that i think that's really key to what we just spoke about in terms of um uh in terms of getting people behind what you're doing you know um if if everyone's for you then and and want you to succeed then the likelihood is that you are right and so i think this strategy is really key um, but Aaron, you highlighted something that I was so bad at initially, not necessarily with Gen Z, but just previously, like before and on little little side projects that I'd worked on. Um, and and that was about strategy, go, going into too much detail and the nitty gritty of strategy. Right. Um, so I wanted to I wanted to pose that question to you. It's like how how do you have strategy? but not go into too much detail and not go into the nitty gritty. Like how do you have that, but not an over detailed plan? Like how do, how do you do that? Definitely real. So I think one of the, the important things to really start to consider when you're doing strategy is that you're looking at, at large objectives. You want to really start with your, your long-term goals and uh, see where your business is. A, a good way to kind of start that off is by looking at your mission statement and your vision statement and really focusing in on those and honing them to understand what your business is trying to provide. And then from there, you, you start to really set objectives and, uh, and goals that you can meet uh, in more the long term. And with those bigger goals, you then actually take the time to, to break them down into uh, pretty much uh, three or four subjects of how you're going to achieve a certain goal. 
and then within those three you can break it down to you know another two to 20 tasks or something like that of how you're going to achieve it but beyond that you don't really want to you don't want to start to focus in anymore because uh, a lot of things are going to change you know uh, you might want to for example for us at the gen z journey we want to uh, book in advance our podcast but we don't book too far in advance because we don't know what kind of like guests we're going to get in the future and what kind of people we're going to meet uh, and so we don't want to book too many um, of our of our uh, podcasts in advance because then we're we're booked for weeks and it's harder to get a guest on that we really want to get on and so that idea of uh, having enough focus to know hey we need to book this much in advance we need to do these tasks to make sure we achieve um, our weekly podcasts and our weekly um, articles is really important while not always having you know a list of 20 names ready to to uh, have on our podcast uh, because sometimes that can be overwhelming and that can actually create uh, some kind of chaos and we actually had a situation like that earlier Rio where we where we booked it we out of nowhere got a whole bunch of people interested in our podcast and wanting a book and uh, we didn't know how to handle all those meetings and that's what I mean by it can be catastrophic if you but if you start uh, planning the nitty-gritty because we were planning on having a specific amount of guests and a specific number of weeks in advance but all of a sudden we got that inflow and it got really confusing and we did deal with it and adapted to it but that that can always be catastrophic if you don't adapt to it early enough no no i totally agree with you and i would certainly say there's um very much and i'm gonna get joe this is kind of like a side point but get joe to come in on this i feel like there's definitely a sweet point for a lot of businesses in terms of how far ahead you want to plan and and how like how quick you want to be to execute because with a lot of people it's like when they even when they just first meet you if you you give them the idea of let's do some business together whatever it is um they want to execute on that quick and like joe's a huge advocate of that he can turn stuff around so quick i've said it before on the podcast you know um and that having that ability is key but then also like particularly for a podcast or anything that requires a little bit more planning which is which is most things um you want to you want to have things around about a week in advance so that you can plan you can make like make our podcast good come up with the right questions to ask people um and and really adapt to the different individuals that we bring on for example but then at the same time we don't want to be like four weeks in advance because then we say to the guests like oh yeah great meeting love love meeting you and they're like all right awesome when can i record and then like oh oh let's record in a month's time it's like oh they're like damn i'm hyped up i got a bunch of energy after our first meeting and then we got to push it back and joe have you found that you know over the years with business do you find there's definitely a like with the catering business for example is there like a sweet spot for that there's definitely a sweet spot uh too early too too much yeah you lose some momentum do it at the last minute you lose many many opportunities uh you have to find that little sweet spot uh, especially to keep the momentum going. And uh, like he said, if you get them all excited and then tell them, you know, three weeks from now, too many things can happen. We live in a very responsive time right now. And so, yes, um, there is definitely a sweet spot. Absolutely.
And I think it's also important to clarify the fact that, you know, you can you can uh, plan four weeks in advance, but I wouldn't set something in stone that's uh, that's in advance like that. You can, you know, you can guesstimate what's going to happen. You can have ideas. You know, it's like forecasting the finances of a business. You want to have a good idea of where it's going, but you don't want to set those in stone. You can't make those your financials until after it's happened, right? So in that same way, you can't, you can't expect someone to be your podcast podcast guest four weeks in advance when you were talking about it and the only people that you can actually focus on right now are the first uh, week of people that you're booking for so you you can guess them it but you can never do exact planning and that's what I mean by not getting stuck into nitty-gritty details yes exactly and not having the not being stuck in the nitty-gritty allows for um innovation as well that's something i've realized particularly like with our guests we, we we're always going to go back to the podcast examples because we want to be open and relatable to you guys in terms of you know this is how we do business um and that with our guests you know when we do have to put some like a bit further like okay we'd like to maybe call it like three weeks um then we we come up tend to come up with ideas of like oh we could make some more content with this person this person would be great here or you know we tend to just create a little bit better content we when we sometimes allow a bit of time um with the individual and just give it a bit of thought um that's that's really really huge um but before we run out of time we've got two more questions left so aaron in your in your final point you talk about oceans okay you talk about red oceans and you talk about blue oceans now personally i thought all oceans were blue so i'm kind of confused could you explain this concept to me <laughs> Yes, yes. Ah, <laughs> you made me so, rush okay here we go so, ready uh, to kind of uh, simplify what red ocean versus blue ocean means yeah uh, let's do it let's red do it. ocean is a is a, a business environment where the market is already saturated uh it's a very competitive field there's already a lot of people in that business uh, it's not very niche anymore uh you know you have to invest a lot of money in a, a lot of the times to start up uh, it can also be very competitive in terms of uh, cost efficiency and trying to be uh, different than other businesses uh, versus a blue ocean, uh, just like the ocean on our planet that's very open and, you know, a lot of it's unexplored. It's the same concept. Uh, it's a it's a vast field, a market with uh, a lot of unexplored territory, a place where there's lots of consumer base still. There's a high demand for the product that's usually very niche. Uh, and, and there's low competition, and so you don't need as much money to invest and compete in that industry. Uh, and so I talk about that uh, in the sense that it's important that people consider uh, when they're looking at an industry or they're looking at what they want to get into, uh, whether it's a red ocean or whether it's a blue ocean. And uh, you obviously want to focus on that blue ocean because it's going to be easier for you to start up with less competitors and a cheaper cost for that startup. And so that's just... Uh, you always want to keep that in mind, especially if you don't have the resources. Uh, let's say you're tight on money or don't have people backing you up and you're you're just kind of a solo entrepreneur. You're going to for sure want to go into that blue ocean rather than going to, into that saturated red ocean. Definitely. I think that's one of the biggest things from this article that I realize is, yeah, just really taking because it's super easy. I always like it as well. Just get carried away by your concept or your idea or your product or whatever it is. And it's like, oh, I'm so excited about it. Let's just get straight into it. And you don't even consider if like, okay, what kind of market am I getting into? And um, so I know from from personal experience that that can be can be super easy to just get lost in. Um, Definitely. And I actually I can 
a good example from my life uh, uh, actually is I uh, a year ago I actually wanted to start up a sock business and the sock industry is starting to get saturated it's still a growing uh, industry but it was getting saturated uh, and I realized very early on that it was something that excited me I wanted to create a uh, very unique socks for business socks as well as just casual socks but as I started to research the industry I realized how how much control just a few major players had in that industry meaning that there is a lot of competition uh, with big money as well as uh, I there was a big startup cost to being able to buy inventory and all that and so I had to drop that business plan after working on it for a couple of weeks for that sole reason was that it just was a, a market that wasn't uh, for me to be able to enter at a cheap cost and still be successful yeah absolutely oh and just on that i got a fact about the ocean i'm sure you know this one but um it's like we've only discovered like five percent of the the ocean did you know that we've only like actually been to as humans yeah 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 no most of That's the ocean's unexplored me. i mean it, it, it's funny because i always talk about it in that concept but in the concept of global warming it's we we've uh we've destroyed 70 percent of the earth but we've only really explored like for less than five percent of the earth so <laughs> but that's a topic for another time that's a yeah that's joe's that's joe's next side project he's just gonna you know buy a submarine discover the rest of the ocean alongside doing culinary group solutions <laughs> <laughs> and i thought the background was very fitting for this blue ocean behind me he's gonna he's gonna make, name his next business the ucg the underwater culinary group. <laughs> there you go. My my final question for this podcast is is directed towards um, Joe, and Joe. My question is, you know, I, I wanted to end on this point because I, I think you definitely you always refer to this, and it's how how do people change their mindset towards obstacles? You know, uh, I think it was it, we called this article obstacles because that's what it's commonly known, but I think we don't even. We don't even, as a team, we don't even call them obstacles anymore. But Joe, just give us a bit of insight into that. How how do you approach these obstacles? How do you change your mindset towards them? I, I think it becomes a lifestyle. And <clears throat> going back to what Aaron had said, you start off with a business plan. And a business plan is your big why. So if you keep, for what works for, for us, is we keep running after our big why. And we focus on the why. Why are we doing this? Why are we trying to make customers happy? Why are we so passionate about Gen Z? Why do we want to have Gen Z all over the world? Why are we so concerned with this generation to get ahead from everybody else so we can share the knowledge? That why becomes so important to us. It's a lifestyle. We just keep focusing on that. And then what happens is the rest goes by the wayside. Yes, we'll hit speed bumps. I call them speed bumps, obstacles. But if you keep focusing on your big why that just plows through everything to get where it is. And the mindset is your why is why you're doing it. And that's, becomes your passion and your passion just overflows and just starts to plow things out of the way. So I don't know any other way to say it. <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> Amen. So that's in the nutshell, that's what it is. Really focused, 
and when you do, that's that's your drive, that's your passion, that's your business plan. That uh, going back, we could sell snow to an ex Eskimo. Excellent. And as Joe always says, turning 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 negatives into positives. You know, that's just it's, that's a basic principle behind it, really. But awesome. Well, that was a great podcast. It was an awesome article, a very easy one to pull questions out of. Um, so definitely go and check it out. Um, I wanted to make another quick announcement before we finish this one as well. And that was that we released uh, a kind of our first YouTube content video that's not related to podcasts. Um, and it's more, it's still related to business. Um, I, I won't give away too much, but uh, essentially we, we went down to Nordstrom and, and pretty much bought it. So that was pretty cool. Um, so go go and check out the video. It's on the YouTube channel. It'll be in the description um, as always. Um, and so you can go and find it there. But yeah, just, just go and check it out. Let us know what you think of the content. If you want more of it, if you don't, if you want us to do certain things, like I'm willing to get out and, and do whatever. Um, I'm just really enjoying the experience of, of uh, documenting people's success. And and so that's uh, that's exactly what we like to do here. But without further ado, we're going to finish this podcast and so we don't overrun. And we'll see you guys all over on the Friday's podcast with this week's guest. But uh, without further ado, let's finish as we always do. Cheers. Or now. As always, head over to the Instagram and Facebook at Gen Z Journey, where you can get an inside scoop of what's going on behind the scenes, as well as seeing the exciting guests that are coming on for that week. But above all else, thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate all your participation, and we're excited you're on this journey with us. See you next time.